time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. I'm Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Trevor. Well, great to have, great to be back here. It is. <laughs> Mondays are tough, but we get it done. Yeah, we do. We get it done. Uh, there's quite a bit of news here, so we're going to get started. Last week, gold declined every day, and silver was red every day except Thursday. The Mining Stock Journal noted that, with the exception of last Monday, the price decline occurred almost entirely during LBMA and COMEX trading hours. The newsletter also said that at least. Through the Tuesday cutoff date for the COT report, this commitment of traders, the banks went net long COMEX silver futures and covered an enormous amount of silver and gold futures shorts. Conversely, the hedge funds dumped long positions and short, shorted the contracts scooped up by the banks. It added that with the prices of gold and silver moving lower Wednesday through Friday, in all probability, the bank net long position in silver increased and the hedge funds likely continued reducing their net long exposure. This pattern in the COT report, historically, more often than not, is bullish. Interestingly, the mining stocks traded sideways despite the decline in gold and silver. The GDX closed Friday just slightly below its close the previous week. The Mining Stock Journal commented that the trading action in the stocks could possibly be indicative of a cyclical bottoming process in the sector and a setup for a nice move higher this fall. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Arizona Sonoran Copper. Arizona Sonoran is focused on developing its brownfield copper project on private land in Arizona, a Tier 1 location. The Cactus Mine project is located less than an hour's drive from the Phoenix International Airport via Highway I-10 and the with grid power and the Union Pacific rail line situated at the base of the Cactus Project main road. With permitted water access, a streamlined permitting framework, and infrastructure already in place, Arizona Snore's Cactus Mine Project is a lower-risk copper development project in the infrastructure-rich heartland of Arizona. You can find out more at ArizonaSonoran.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Western Alaska Minerals reported first assay results from the initial step-out phase of its uh, drilling program this year at Water Pump Creek. Pole 3 returned a cumulative 71.6 meters of multiple zones and included 22 meters of 146 grams per ton silver, 3.3% lead, and 9.8% zinc. There was also 40.2 meters of 262 grams per ton silver. 10.9% 10.9% lead and 4.5% zinc. This hole has extended Water Pump Creek strike length to 495 meters. The company also shared some visuals from the first drilling at the last hurrah target, which shares similarities to previously drilled holes with positive mineralized results. Assays remain pending for that hole. Western Alaska Minerals trades on the Venture Exchange with WAM. 
Newfound Gold entered into a non-binding memorandum of understanding with Maritime Resources to conduct due diligence and exclusivity to negotiate with Maritime Regolding a toll milling agreement at the existing Pine Cove Mill at the Point Roos project near Bay Verde in Newfound and Labrador, as it looks for a processing option for its Queensway high-grade gold project. The Pine Cove Mill is a fully permitted gold processing facility rated at 1,400 tonnes per day, with a large capacity tailing storage facility and access to port infrastructure. It is 270 kilometers from Queensway by paved highway. Newfound Gold also intends to purchase non-convertible senior secured notes and common share purchase warrants of Maritime for 2 million US dollars. The note warrants will entitle Newfound to purchase Maritime stock equal to 40% of the aggregate principal amount of the note. Newfound Gold trades on the TSXV under NFG and then the IC American under NFGC, while Maritime Resources trades on the TSXV under MAE. Toma Gold has entered into agreements with Soquem, Chibugamu Independent Mines, and Globex Mining Enterprises to acquire 20 mining properties that form the majority of the Chibugamu mining camp in Quebec. In order to acquire the properties, the corporation will make aggregate cash payments of $13.8 million, work commitments of $10.5 million, issue more than 16.5 million common shares of Toma Gold, and issue an additional amount of $1.8 million in common shares of Toma Gold over a period of two to five years in accordance with the specific agreements. Upon signing, Toma Gold will make cash payments of $540,000, issue 6.6 million common shares of Toma Gold, and issue an additional amount of $25,000 in common shares of, of the company. Toma Gold is in advanced discussions with potential financial and mining partners to finance the acquisition, exploration, and development of these projects. I find this deal absolutely swinging for the fences. That's it's a big deal. Uh, Toma Gold trades on the Venture Exchange with LOT and on the OTCQB with TOGOF. Alpha Lithium announced an updated preliminary economic assessment for its Tolillar Lithium Brine project in Salta, Argentina, including additional resources identified less than a month ago. The PEA evaluated a 25,000 tonne per annum operation for 35 years to produce battery-grade lithium carbonate chemicals. The project would yield an after-tax NPV of 1.7 billion US dollars at an 8% discount rate with an IRR of 25.6% following an initial capital cost, initial capital cost of 777 million US dollars with a 3.7-year payback. The project features a direct lithium extraction production process and will benefit from nearby national highways, high-pressure national gas pipelines, three-phase power, and international rail lines. Alpha Lithium trades on the NEO under ALLI and on the OTC under APHLF. Ascot Resources provided a construction update this morning for its premier gold project in Canada's Golden Triangle. At the end of Q2, overall construction, excluding mine development, was 48% complete with engineering at 99% and procurement at 99%. The project remains on schedule and budget for first gold production in the first quarter of 2024. Capital costs, including mining, incurred as of June 30th were $200 million. As of June 30th, the remaining project construction capital required to complete construction and achieve first gold pour was approximately $110 million 
including mining, but excluding certain pre-operating costs and capital, and excuse me, and working capital. Uh, that is just slightly above expected budget, I might add. Escott Resources trades on the TSX with AOT and on the OTCQX with AOTVF. Kingfisher Metals commenced drilling at the Highway 37 project in British Columbia's Golden Triangle. A 2,500 metre drill programme is planned to test the cliff porphyry target to follow up on untested stock work on surface adjacent to a single historical drill hole that bottomed in mineralisation. Sampling by Kingfisher Cliff returned 1.7% copper. The company will also test the Mary Root Zone target for the first time and will head south along the trend. Kingfisher Metals trades on the TSXB under KFR and on the OTCQB under KGFMF. And finally, Aldebaran Resources completed the $30 million in expenditures required to earn a 60% interest in the Alter Copper Gold Project in San Juan, Argentina, pursuant to its joint venture agreement with Sabania Stillwater. It notified Sabania it intends to proceed with the second option to spend $25 million U.S. over three years to acquire an additional 20% interest in the project for an eventual 80% interest, obviously. As of June 30th, Aldebaran has spent about $38 million on the project. It's easy to do when those holes are deep. <laughs> Aldebaran Resources trades on the Venture Exchange with ALDE and on the OTCQX with ADBRF. All right, everybody, that's a wrap here on the morning briefing. We've got a number of updates to share with you today, so stay tuned. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Commodity Network and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Paul, thanks so much. Have yourself a good day. You too, Trevor. Thank you. And everybody else out there, have a wonderful day. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.